0: Hey everyone, this is the uh, Nips and Sips podcast uh, featuring me. I'm Dr. Jeremy Boyd and my partner in crime over there, Dr. Brandon Cruz. Uh, today we're going to be talking about an uh, interesting topic, but what we're going to theme or call uh, when in doubt, crack it out. So this is going to be talking about some manual therapy, uh, some uh, some effects potentially maybe when you don't know exactly what to do or looking at some descending inhibition or some things to modulate the pain. But uh, before I get too much into it, let me pass off to Brandon. Brandon, how's it going, my man? Going well,
1: man. Just uh, finished a day at work. It's uh, probably eight PM right now. Uh, got my Noble Oak, um, and that's uh, that's it. Kind of ready to talk about this this episode here. Um, we started we started our manual therapy um, mentorship yesterday. We have a group of four now, and our cohort. So that was exciting last night. Uh, so topics came up yesterday about manual therapy. Uh, I had a recent post actually promoting the manual the mentorship and we've had some uh, some positive and, and some you know negative feedback on manual therapy. So we figured this would be a, a great topic to I guess kind of piggyback off of um, and, and talk about. Um, obviously, we love manual therapy. We think it's crucial integral to an examination, a treatment plan a plan of care in general. Um, so yeah. Uh, probably be a shorter, shorter call. But Jared, what yeah. do you got? What do you got on um, on tap today? Uh, nice, nice quarter zip,
0: by the way. Oh First yeah, gear. look at that matches the wall and everything. Got gotta look fresh. You know, I've heard from a mentor, mine more of a strength and conditioning, uh, performance mentor, uh, Coach Bobby Smith up in Tinton Falls. He's like, you look good, you train good. So, that's how I feel about every day, you gotta, you gotta look fresh. I, I treat people. People get look better tricky here. Exactly. I mean, my outcomes just, they're better when I'm on fleek there. But, uh, today, uh, got new Belgium, which is more of a popular beer, uh, a gift from a client of ours. So she came in and brought uh, like three, three, 12 packs for all the guys in the clinic. Funny thing is Cam doesn't drink. So we get extra reward with more beer in the clinic. Uh, oh yeah. So this is liquid paradise IPA. I've had a couple uh pretty good ipa uh got a nice kind of you know that kind of tropical feel to it um from previous experiences i'm gonna give a 7.7 7. very nice but nice and fresh i'm digging it cool logos but uh um, cool
1: logo. That that's the the fun thing about beers they have cool logos and it's a nice yeah. hot summer day so something refreshing after a long day of work sounds good mm.
0: mm-hmm. this is this is extra refreshing well at the the fact that here. So it's always, always nice, but uh, yeah, let's get it going. Uh, And I thought this would be a good one. You seem, uh, seem like you really want to like talk about these sort of things, Brandon, and then uh, we'll pick up from there. Let's see how this combo goes.
1: Yeah. I kind of want to, I guess, really just kind of jump into it and start by creating uh, a change. I want to, I want to make a vote of changing the neurophysiological effects Um, actually I shouldn't say that but under that goes you know non-specific effects of manual therapy it's always said that there's these non-specific effects such as patient alliance um, patient buy-in building rapport things like that that go along with it Um, as well as some of the well really yeah neurophysiological effects that kind of can't be explained and the term non-specific effects I think we need to get rid of none. it gives a wrong connotation of nothing's happening. And then you, you get mm-hmm. these jabronis out there that read one or two pieces of articles and they think that they know it all uh, because it can't be quantified. Oh, the brain can't be quantified. Shocker. Um, that changes are happening. We, we need to rename it multi-specific effects or multifactorial specific effects, something. Um, multiple things are happening uh, at different points in times and in our body. In response, and you know that needs to not be downplayed or overlooked. Uh, So that's kind of where I want to start off with. uh, I guess the conversation today when, with uh, when in doubt, crack it out. You know, um, Jeremy came up with that nice slogan, and I think early on our careers, we kind of, uh, I guess we both were like, just when in doubt, just do it. You know, but um, you know that's kind of where I am today, Jared. Where where did you? Um, I
0: guess come up the name and what's your philosophy on? <laughs> when in doubt, crack it out. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's probably, uh, probably. I always have a, I guess, a thing to to rhyme things like cracking backs, dropping facts. Uh, what was the other? Cracking necks, casting checks. Checks. That wasn't me. That was that was. What that was Scott, Scott Burns. Burns, but still, we took still it. Scott Burns. It. We, I did love it. That's how I knew I was in the right place. Once he said that. Uh, if you ain't yoking, you're broken, you know, stuff like that, you know, is, yeah, I don't know why, just that's always right. I think it's my bud from PT school. He was always rapping and freestyling in, in the place, so we were always making rhymes. So um, but no, I, I agree with you. Um a non-specific kind of theme or or name. Um I think kind of devalues actually what it is. Similar to I guess especially of late I've been seeing on on, on just comments, boards, those sort of things, is we're always as physical therapists, or whether athletic training, chiropractic, whatever it may be, massage therapy is labeled as conservative treatment. And that kind of seems like a, a, like, I hate to use French here, but like, oh, well, we're a bitch kind of ass treatment option. We're like conservative. We're, we're the, if you don't want to do too much or those sort of things, and people are kind of rephrasing it as non surgical option as in you know we're a great option we're just not cutting into you Mm -hmm. um i think that is a better kind of viewpoint than not conservative of like yeah you know it's it's just a little bit of something so um i I agree with you that it should be kind of rephrased for those non-specific effects uh that kind of multi multi multi-system effects and how we can use that to our advantage and I, i would say um you know, especially earlier on, and I think I really got caught on to the benefits of like I, again, I probably don't manipulate or maybe even, yeah, probably manipulation as much as you or have that type of skill level. Um, but it was a time I had someone who had a, a cubital tunnel syndrome, and I remember reading the literature that we've discussed here on the podcast on, on doing manipulations for like tennis elbow to CT junction and how effective that can be. And I first thought that was a bunch of bullshit. Um, I was just like, no, no, no. There's, you know, one thing is shoulder connects to elbow, elbow connects to wrist. That makes sense. But that's a little bit far fetched. And one day I was like, fuck it. I'm going to just do it to this guy. And the just just the sight in his eyes. And I was hammering doing some things. I was doing eccentric low into the flexors. I was doing some nerve glides. Um just he was getting better. But it was small and it was very that roller coaster effect, like
1: bam, 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 bam. Yep.
0: Um, and then I, I hit him with a, like a CT junction and right there and then his like eyes lit up. And I didn't even phrase it like that, I was just like I just want to try to loosen you know, this area, you look a little stiff, or I feel like you are a little stiff, and his eyes just lit up, he's like, dude, my elbow feels so much better, and I was like, oh, shit, Um, so from that point, uh, and then even afterwards, I kind of, like, try and get away from it with him, he's just like, you know, that really helps me, so I implement it, and we get great results, Um, but from that point, was probably kind of, that earlier career was, all right, let's, you know, When in doubt, let me just crack it out kind of sort of approach was seeing how beneficial that was. Um, And, you know, is probably something along the lines of, you know, descending inhibition, uh, calming the nervous system, you know, that has a play on the nerves and cubital tunnel, which is the older nerve. Um, You know, I just kind of went through, went through doing that. Things have now since evolved um, where I'm a little more more specific with my manipulations, probably even do maybe a touch less, but still do frequent amount of manipulations, but I'm a little bit more specific versus, you know, just let me crack it out. Now I'm hitting like certain areas, you know, only doing it when I need to. Um, Like today we just, I was seeing a client that my resident was seeing, and he did some manipulations day before because it was a knee patient. It was just reporting of neck, um, neck pain with sleeping and that sort of stuff. And he did some things and he, she had a benefit, uh, but then I was like, all right, let me take a peek because he was in the office today. And just looking at her, she actually would benefit from, instead of just doing an up glider, just a general technique, she would have benefited from some closing down because she couldn't bend to the side couldn't rotate towards that side, couldn't extend. So it shows that, you know, she had some difficulty closing. So did some more closing techniques and she felt even more better and had better range of motion. But that's kind of how I have evolved in those sort of things. And I went on a little bit of a tangent there, but um, yeah, back to you, Brandon. I mean, that's kind of how things go with me. And I really think we should uh, kind of change our viewpoints on,
1: on Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's great. You, I mean, you shared a story and I think that's what it is. That's the evolution that you were like, all right, I don't, you know, early it was probably early on in your treatment de- uh, days when pretty much most therapists, uh, if not all, or, you know, I'm sure they get to at least one patient. And if you, you say no, you're full of shit. Um, we have all had that patient. We're like, I don't know what to do here. Um, and you're like, mm-hmm. all right, you know, you probably use the educated guess based upon the research you used. And you're like, all right, let me treat, let me try something new. But really. That's what it was. I read about this. I haven't tried it. Let me try something new. You did it. It worked. And now you went on to that path. And I'm sure it was probably a couple years of, all right, you know, um, I got a tennis elbow. I'm going to do my tennis elbow stuff. And then I'm going to treat the neck. Um, You know, so you're treating regionally. We've talked about that before. Um, And when in doubt, you cracked it out. You probably, I'm going to guess, even did a T-spine manip in there too because Mm -hmm. evidence kind of shows that. Evidence definitely shows if there's neck limitations, treat the T-spine. So it's this kind of evolution of, all right, I'm treating focally. I'm treating locally where the pain is, where too many therapists, even, you know, years out, still only treat the set of pain. You worked your way up, you know, three joints away to the neck and to the T-spine. Now, as you're a seasoned clinician, you know, dual board certification and a fellowship trained, you've read a lot of articles, you've seen a lot. You have now evolved and kind of come for a circle on, okay. I know I need to treat the neck, but I know this general technique isn't necessarily going to get me what I need. Okay. Let me, let me now pinpoint and do a more specific or combined motions with, with, uh, with a cervical spine, or maybe do a unilateral P to a specifically to C six, knowing that upslope might not totally get it. Um, and you know, when in doubt, crack it out, you know, for the, for the newer grads that aren't sure, um, on how to treat and you're trying to treat by diagnosis instead of by, patient presentation and patient response to treatment within that session um you know throwing a manipulation in there that takes 20 seconds if that you know you're not losing a lot of time and you could still load your patient and do all other stuff and educate them um but yeah i think that's maybe you know, hopefully a saying that we can do obviously we're not saying just crack everybody who has a red flag and who's you know has a contraindication. We're not saying that at all because I know there's some people out there where we're going to take it that way, but it's definitely evolution, um, you know, through it. And if we can expedite your evolution through through treating, or even if if you've been treating a while and maybe you feel stale. Uh, or you have a patient who's stubborn. Try something new. Try something out of your wheelhouse. So the problem is, most people like to do what they know and and don't like trying new things, um, which is unfortunate. You know, and that probably goes for all walks of life. But that's now we're deviating away from uh, the podcast, so I won't go down go down that hole. But you know, these non-specific specs that are now. I'm going to start calling multi-specific effects of you know placebo and therapeutic alliance and patient expectations and you know the the unknown of neurophysiological uh, effects that kind of wrap into it. I mean, we're hitting a lot of things, and you know we're we're meeting patients where some of them want to or need to be treated. And if you're not doing it, it's really your lack of knowledge or skill or, or lack of or, or having a strong bias that you're unwilling to to part with.
0: So. yeah that's something super dangerous is to kind of be stuck into a bias or tribes as we mentioned before or yeah again we want to be an evidence-based profession and we are and i can say i met a lot of clinicians been to a lot of conferences met a lot you know very impressive people probably very few people rank up to the recall of literature as as you or brandon so it's you know but you don't get stuck to it um where it's just i got purely treat that um or use that as my things because as we say the brain is too complex the person is too complex so uh being willing to kind of evolve adapt change per person that's that's a um Good clinicians become good clinicians or great clinicians. Um, and yeah, it's something to talk about as I was previously before is in, in regards to that client was I was using what evidence, you know, was supporting and like try and dress the elbow and those sort of things. It only gets me so far, but um, we're talking about like, you know, therapeutic alliance and those sort of things, patient buy-in. After doing that technique and those sort of things, like I was kind of probably in the in the area of the patient, may have probably started getting frustrated enough where he may have not showed up, canceled a couple of times, who knows? I was probably getting towards that area. Um, but doing what I did kept him in, and that's ultimately, you know, him finishing his plan of care is ultimately what resulted in. You know, Belief of symptoms.
1: Yeah, you got that line. So, I want to uh, just touch on to one other thing. Sorry, did you, you have something else you wanted to say? No,
0: no, no. I got my beer to drink. Where
1: you said, you know, you were following the evidence, right? Um, it was. Sadly, clinicians thing. feel like following the evidence, following what's written down on research, is evidence-based practice. They leave out the other two pillars of clinician skill set and experience, and patient expectations and values. You know, those are, you know, just as important as knowing the research and people need to understand, clinicians need to understand there's a positive evidence out there. There is maybe like enough evidence for like 5% of what could be wrong with people. Um, and a lot of the, that stuff is even limited because a lot of the, the, especially if you're going by high quality RCTs, systematic reviews, like to just put everybody in a pool and not everybody's in a pool. Not everybody's the same. Not everyone, lack, low back pain is low back pain. Not everybody with tennis elbow has true tennis elbow where you have um, degenerative breakdown of the extensor tendons. What about radiculopathy? What about somatic referred pain? What about um, impingement that kind of shoots down? What about a trigger point to the infraspinatus? Like there's a lot of other things that the evidence isn't going to show. Uh, but you need to read more if you read enough research you understand that and you understand that there's all these other different things uh or avenues that you can go down to become evidence-based and then you have a bigger pool to draw on um Mm -hmm. not trying to belittle anybody or anything but if you know you've only read you know you know tens of articles you, you haven't read anything you know near close to the top um I think I've read I've read a lot. I've probably read over 2,000 articles in, in regard to strength conditioning and rehab and physical therapy and patient communication and everything. And I know therapists who've read 12,000. Um, there's a lot out there. It changes all the time. Uh, granted, it's hard to keep up with the evidence a lot. But um, if you're if you're thinking you're, you're um, you've done enough by reading a couple articles. Uh, you know think reevaluate, and that's not you know to talk down that you know you're not trying or you're not a good therapist or anything like that but there's a lot out there that you're you're gonna miss so you can't just say you've read a a few articles and think uh you've done done your job well
0: yeah and um i think there is a research article (laughs) i think it's on physicians but you know physical therapy is a you know a Growing evidence-based profession, but for physicians, in order for the physician of a respective field to stay evidence-informed or evidence-based, they'd have to read an article every ten minutes, or something like that. Some some sort of ridiculous thing where they would have to impossible. be on top. It is impossible. Yeah. Uh, but it was all awesome about like what you've done with the mentorship to provide six hundred plus articles. You know going for just not just purely manual therapy we're obviously can we, we would say we're biased because you know it seems effective for us um but you know strength and conditioning the exercises needed uh paint science and all those sorts of things so you can integrate from all those sort of things bfr uh, bfr not, all i
1: like it and it's in there
0: and yeah, me personally i was like i I originally freaking hated it. I literally despised it every time I pulled out the damn thing and takes fucking 15 minutes to set up. And I'm like, I can only do two exercises. And it's like, this is a waste of my time. Now I've found it that works for certain things. Um, But it took really actually not doing it for the evidence that seems to, that supports actually the other stuff I use it for. Um, So, you know, just kind of, you know, keep that in mind don't hang your hat on like what one person says and we've talked about that before um yeah really do your job of kind of you know looking at everything uh but guess to go back into talking about when in doubt crack out is there anywhere brandon where you think like certain things or conditions or certain regions or anything or is okay to just like let's light this bad boy up let's uh Let's just, you know, crack it out and see what's up. I know I referenced that because one of our residency um, professors, Heidi, um, she said anything, what would she say? Anything upper extremity, like wrist, hand, elbow, shoulder, neck, hit the neck, anything lower body, she was doing that. And I was, even then I was like, I started drinking the Kool-Aid of manipulations because it was finally getting, I was like, whoa that's that's awesome but even i wouldn't go crazy with that she was in a very different setting but um i mean that she she probably lives to it she would probably get her on the episode just to kind of talk about her rationale of why um i know it's for like descending ambition and pain modulation but back to my question she was
1: actually a a real manip uh junkie Mm -hmm. she she worked in um (laughs) I want direct just, access just, uh, direct access comp. something that the the hospital over there had temple's hospital uh where it was basically like one or two visits, and you know see the patient again, so you know she was about all about educating the patient and, and manipulating them and send them on their way. Um, mm-hmm. I remember her saying that in terms of you know basically shoulder down treat the neck uh, in some way shape or form, especially those wonky things like those. Those tendonitis, those, those neuro, neuropraxias or, uh, you know, neuropathy type things, you know, she's like, treat the neck. Um, there was more, there actually, I think there's still evidence, more evidence on that than the lower back. There's a lot of evidence supporting treating the neck for corporal tunnel, tennis elbow, shoulder pathologies, mm. X, Y, and Z. And I remember asking a question if there was research out there yeah, on the lower spine, for that. And at that time there wasn't, I really haven't come across, there was a couple of stuff for like Patel oh. pain syndrome. Yeah. Um, some, some like ankle tendinopathy. Actually, I have a patient right now um, who came in with a uh, tendinitis, and I ended up just doing low back mobs and some uh, glides, and you know, she's like 80% better. Um, she has a lot of strength she needs to work on right now, but. Uh, Like her swelling went down, her pain went down. She's just has poor hip weakness and and balance that we're working on. Um, So that was, you know, taken looking more proximally for something like that. Um, But back to your question, is there any uh, diagnosis or or type of uh, patient I'm doing manipulations on?
0: Where you would just, just without question, just went down, just like crack it out. Just just crack it out.
1: I feel like most chronic pain patients are in the spine anyway. It's like neck related or low back related. I don't mm-hmm. know if there are too many like shin chronic shin splint patients or you know. Um
0: hmm. depends how many runners you get, they'll just can't deal yeah, with it. Yeah, they get it runners,
1: but like even then they stop running and it goes away. Mm-hmm. it's when they run they that yeah, it flares up. Yeah. Um headaches. Headaches, I'm going after. I hear headaches. I'm, I'm trying to light that neck up, especially the uh, C0123. Um, anything between the shoulder blades, that's another thing. that the, the, If you guys deal with weightlifters, crossfitters, overhead athletes, and they have that pain in the, that knot um, in that shoulder blade, and I think I've, mentioned, I've had to mention this before um, in podcasts, I, I hear that. And, you know, one day they say it's the left side, one day side the right side, I'm, I'm attacking the T-spine and the C-spine. Um, first I'm doing other stuff too. I don't want, you know, people to think that's all I do. Um, tennis elbow, I'm going straight to the neck. Um, carpal tunnel. Yeah. I mean, hip impingement, I go to the back. I'm going down knee stuff. I go to the back. Um, honestly, over the past year or two, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like talking out loud. I'm like reflecting on what I do. Yeah, I, I'm going to the spine for most of my stuff and I'm actually getting really good results for these like weird wonky, you know, tendonitis type stuff, even like plantar fasciitis. Um, Mm -hmm. I treat the back and it was better. Um, yeah, yeah. I'd I'd say I'm at least assessing it. And if I find Mm -hmm. a hypomobile segment, I'm either mobbing it or manipulating that segment. I'll, I'll treat the location they have pain on too. Part of that, honestly, sometimes is just to get the patient to not think I'm a quack because you could sit there and explain to them, to the cows come home, okay, I know you have foot pain. I know it hurts when you point there, but it's your back and only touch their back. Um, And unless you get that immediate boom, sometimes it takes a couple sessions, um, but sometimes it's right away. I mean, if you get it right away, but even then I've had those patients. Actually, the lady with the back I just told you about, I moped her back. She got up and walked around. She's like, it's better. And she like didn't want to believe it. I was like, okay, I'll I'll, I'll treat your ankle too. Um, so I did like five minutes at the ankle just, you know, to kind of make her happy. But um, each time she came in, I just did less and less and less. To me, that's that's your, your multi-specific effect. That's meeting basic expectations and, and creating patient buy-in. She expects me to treat the ankle. I know it's her back. Okay, I'm just going to give you five minutes of what you want. And then we're going to go. And do whatever, but I know I kind of mm. rambled on there because I was, no, was good. thinking um, or reflecting as as uh, I was thinking about it. But yeah, anything on your end?
0: No, and I just want to make it. Well, I mean, there is stuff on my end, but I want to make a point, being that I was an employee of you, of yours uh, at Pursue. Uh, I like to say Trifecta is a you know to a degree we have our own spin on things. Our population is a little bit different. A carbon copy of of Pursue. Yeah. which I'm always a little bit more college athletes and that sort of thing. But the type of clients that you're getting um, I mean, most of ours are direct access. Um, is that, you know, these individuals, at least uh, especially my, and a lot of my clients have already experienced PT, especially for their issue, especially as you said, those chronic pain patients, so they've had PT. Let's face it, at most places. There's also good, of, bad, good and bad of every place. But at least the bad places, what are they doing? Exercise. Uh, at least they're doing that. Um, and then we have so many exercise. Uh, there's research that says general exercise is just as good as McKenzie exercise, or just as good as nerve glides and so sort of stuff. So why didn't those pre- people get better? Um, so the fact that you're doing those sort of things, you're applying the, the maybe whether when down crack out or just manipulations and those sort of things, and those people are getting better, they're having good outcomes. That's just further saying that that's probably a component of what they needed. If it was just exercise or movement um, and those sort of things and told they were going to be okay, they probably would have never came to you in the first place. At least I know that's a case in my place. And some of those cases, some people do come in and I'm like, no, I don't really need to do manual therapy. They need some better education or need a little bit more specific exercises. But that's uh, was kind of my, just want to say based off of uh, these aren't just first time people. Unfortunately, yeah, um, I, agree. I, I wish I'll, there were more first time people. That'd be even better. Uh, I'll
1: say, yeah, they get a good experience off the bat on uh, my clinic. I feel like I, I'm starting to become that clinic that starts to see the hard cases. Okay. I've been to three clinics and I, I heard you were the guy to go to. It's like, great. Um,
0: Why you know, you see complex case.
1: The yeah. Um, but you know, on the other hand, it's like, okay, cool challenge. You know, I, I'm, you know, people are, are understanding and seeing that value and, and you know, what I bring to the table. And I think, you know, from our conversations, you're, you're kind of getting some of those, those, uh, complex cases where they've been to two, three, four different providers and they found out, you know, through the grapevine, you're the guy to go to down, down there. So, yeah. uh,
0: kudos to you. Literally had a Early this week, last week, i was evaluating. She went to the big sports place in Delaware. Not gonna say anything. Children's S Hospital it was fully evaluated, and the PT was like, "I don't know what's going on with you." Literally said that. I was like, "You should never say that. At least bullshit it. Fake it yeah. till you make it, there, dear." Um, said that oh maybe there's another PT in her clinic that can evaluate her. She's a competitive swimmer, wanted to keep swimming during the season, but the other PT wasn't available for like two or three weeks or something like that. But they're like, here's some, literally first said, I don't know what's going on here, but here's some exercises. Um, We saw her for one session, uh, was a rib kind of issue, nipped it, all her pain, like when I was palpating, all her movements that reproduced her pain, everything was eliminated, how her go through exercise, And then I remember I was like talking to her mom for like 20, 30 minutes or something afterwards. And I was like, all right, there should be that whole non you know, non-specific effect. That should multi. be essentially, multi. Multi. I, know, I know I was going to say non-specific, uh, you know, effect, but that multi, um, specific effect should have already worn off at that point in theory. Uh, what we know is like 10, 15 minutes, that window, uh, Talk to you know it was just like oh like how are things feeling and I it's like you know was checking her out still was completely symptom-free after we were just talking she was already done with her session already moved on to the next person um and then like followed up with her you know completely symptom-free it's something that she's been dealing with for a while um so you know just kind of take that in mind and all those sort of things but uh yeah I, all the other previous areas sometimes with like I would just say the ankle, um, basic, like ankle post, like boobs, you know, sprain. I'll be like, yeah, just go to town. You don't have to really think about it. Manip it, sub subtalar, subtalar cruel, just go to town and you'll probably make them a ton better yeah. real quick. And they're back to their sport, uh, in no time, uh, versus them having pain and all that sort of stuff. That's Wrist probably pain. about the only, there's pain too.
1: Yeah. Mechanical wrist pain, treat, you know, DRUJ, the carpals, the whole hand and
0: all right. Yeah. Cool stuff. Um, I think that's, that's pretty good for today. Yeah.
1: You had a a couple important announcements. I know you want to, we forgot to, we forgot to say it in the beginning too, but
0: yeah, my bad about that, but, um, hopefully you guys are, um, enjoying what you're listening to. Um, and you know, you know, if you have any comments or suggestions, we're, we're open ears from if you disagree with our points. We'd love to start a, you know, non-threatening conversations and, you know, good clinical chat. Uh, we we'll get do, you on obviously. The show. Yeah, exactly. And we've had mentors. We've had some people um, where don't, we don't exactly see eye to eye with our treatment, but, you know, you, know, you still get good clinical outcomes. So yeah, if you have anything like that, feel free to reach out to us. We're always open, we're always willing to learn, willing, willing to talk. Um, but if you guys are listening in, you know, you know, please subscribe to us. Uh, feel free to review us on, I guess, iTunes or Apple podcast. And, um, yeah, take a look at, you know, the, the mentorship uh, program that, uh, you know, Brandon, you know, spearheaded here and, um, also got a course coming up in, uh, was it September 17th, 18th? The,
1: the third week of September. What's the third exact date? Third week of Saturday.
0: Saturday. Ninth, 19th, 18th. 19th, 19th, yeah. I think. Uh, yep, that's 19th. peripheral manipulations. Which is one cool. day, Just One day, one day course. That is definitely something that's not really brought into most PT schools. I know well, some schools, which are really cool, they will do cervical, thoracic, lumbar, but really won't go into more of the higher velocity, low amplitude thrust of like, the ankle the wrist the elbow hips all those sort of things so it's just a one day quick wham bam we'll have all the good ppe make sure everyone's safe um and then there's a you know course down here at trifecta in october for those who need a little help with their lumbopelvic uh but if you have any questions comments concerns free, free to reach out to us at minips and sips on facebook instagram and twitter now um, and um or you can reach out to me at the decent doctor at traffic the therapeutics brands at pursue pt now and think like a fella uh thanks for listening in everyone and cheers cheers guys